It's time to thrive in the 615. Here's your host, the president and CEO of the Hendersonville Area Chamber of Commerce, Kathleen Hawkins. Hi, this is Kathleen Hawkins, proud president and CEO of the Hendersonville Area Chamber of Commerce, and welcome to Thrive in the 615. I am so excited about our show today. We have three unique guests that are going to talk to you about how to grow and prosper your business and make a difference in the lives of your clients and the lives of others. And today I'm super excited to introduce our first guest who I admire greatly and think so much about his company. He's actually helped build our website and done so much for our marketing and our brand with the Hendersonville Chamber, so we can thrive and grow in the 615. Um, it's Eric Jackson with Element 47. Eric, you have a unique story about your company and how you created the name that I find um, just just amazing. So tell us a little bit about how you came up with the name of your company, and then we're going to talk a little bit about your company, too. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, my um, pleasure. So when I was a kid uh, growing up in the 70s, I moved to Sumner County in 1977. It was a different time. There were no, there was not as much information as we have today. And so when my family would go on vacation, typically in the family truckster, literally with <laughs> the wood on the side, and, you know, we didn't have cell phones, or the only information that we had was either from road signs or from my parents. And when you've got three young kids in the back of a station wagon and going somewhere for, you know, that's going to take 10, 12 hours, the, the usual, how much longer, how many more miles, why Absolutely. did you have these other two kids? I could have been an only <laughs> child. That was me. Um, <laughs> the, all those things come up. And um, I, I, that, that I, when I was naming the company, I remembered that 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 world that we lived in. And so I think in marketing, there's so many people that really don't understand how to measure it and how to, to know if it's effective or not. Um, and then I also get the questions, what's this going to cost? Um, how, how soon can you get it done? There's just so many unknowns. And I think the average business owner probably has a much better handle on their accounting and sometimes HR uh, and, you know, they just don't understand that much about marketing. There's so much information, misinformation out there. And so it was my goal to give people the answers that they want. Now, the, the 47 came from when we were asking all those questions and there was no other information. My dad would just start saying 47. That was, it didn't matter how many more miles, how many more minutes. It was just this random answer. And I think that's kind of where people find themselves with marketing these days. They don't really know, you know, the old adage, 50% of your marketing spend is wasted. You just don't know which 50%. That's actually not true anymore. Wow. That's amazing. And you know, I was watching the, the game last night and I think they said that the average commercial for a 30 second commercial was like 57 mil. $57,000 or a million dollars. I don't it's, even remember. It was like ridiculous. Last I heard, it was over $5 million for a 30-second spot. Uh, that's It's it's crazy. They, they showed what it was like 12 years ago and what it was today. Yeah. And that just shows how technology has evolved. I mean, you mentioned being um, a product of the 70s. I can relate to that. And I can tell you that when I went to college, I learned Lotus 1, 2, 3, and DOS. Right. And, you know, we didn't have cell phones. And I remember, you know, plugging my computer in and having... you got mail like, right. um, with my phone cable because I had a landline. So, so many things have changed. Um, I, I, I appreciate the fact that everybody has questions, but what does your company do to help answer those questions? And what, how do you solve the mystery? How do you, how do you not just throw things up against the wall and hope things stick at the end of the day? Well, I think the mistake that so many uh, so many business owners uh, engage in is they want to start with activity and start with tactics when really you have to back up and understand who you are as an organization. What is your company really about? Why do you exist? And why should anybody care? Until you answer that question, you, you really can't be effective at marketing yourself. Um, which sounds weird. Most people think, oh, well, we kind of know who we are. But most business owners that I, I've found assume that when they hire somebody, that that person's just going to know how to act. Right. And that their customers are going to know what they deliver. But we just do, as most business owners, just do a poor job of communicating those things. So we help companies discover 
why they're in business. What makes them different than their competitors? One of those 47 questions that I get is, um, along with what's it going to cost and how long is it going to take, is, have you ever worked with X in my business before? You know, another business like mine in the same industry. And my answer is typically, well, maybe in some cases we have, but it really doesn't matter because the things that I would do for you as a business owner in in the same industry as your competitor are going to be completely different because you're different organizations and you're probably trying to reach different people with different services. So it's, it's really, you got to get away from generalizing your marketing and, and really make sure that you're being specific to your business. But I think, I think, and I totally agree with you, but I also think that a lot of business owners don't have a strategy. They don't have a business plan. They don't have a marketing strategy. They don't have, like one of the things that you helped us with is, is creating a calendar of activities that we need to do. And, and even seeing things from the outside in and really having a different vision of things because I know that when, when you're living it every day and you're going there every day, you have a tendency of, of you know, I'll give you an example. My husband and I used to own a business and when we moved into the location, the commercial location, we moved in, um, something hit the side of the wall and it created like a little dent and a scrape mark. And the day that it happened, I was so mad because the facility was perfect and I was going to fix it one day. Right. But then day two came and day three came and day four came. And then eventually I never even saw it anymore. Like it just, it just was part of the, the, the flaw that, that I put a blinder over. So when people are not creating that business plan or that marketing strategy and they're not seeing the results, how do you see them putting blinders over, over their, their plan? Well, they're, they're, um, they're susceptible to whatever comes down the, the pike at that point. So one of the first things that we do, and we've, we've done it with the chamber and, and all of our customers, we require this. We have a two-hour planning session where we talk about all these things that go on in their business. Audiences and what are you doing now and where, do, where are you going? What is your vision? Why should anybody care, especially your, the people who work for you? And we write all those things down and we document them so that when we're in the midst of battle, trying to market your business, we can always go back to that plan. Now that plan's not set in stone if you're not, you know, analyzing what the data is. Where are, where are people finding you? What messages are resonating with them? And typically this is online advertising. Right. If you're not analyzing those things, you're just throwing money away. As the great philosopher Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan <laughs> until they get punched in the nose. <laughs> so you know, marketing is kind of like getting punched in the nose. You're going to go out and you're going to spend some money and your plan either works or it doesn't. So it's just lunacy, you know, continuing to pound sand while you're not getting any benefit from it. But you got to have that plan from the beginning. Well, and yeah, if you don't know where you're going, there's no way, no way to get there right. whatsoever. Right. And so you do have to have that plan. But then as you mentioned, you also have to reevaluate consistently what you're doing and how effective what you're doing is. So you talked a little bit about rate of return on investment and, mm-hmm. and how much do you invest in, and understanding forecasting and, and stuff like that. What, what is the one advice or what is the one thing that you think business owners don't know about marketing in 2020? That, that it is possible to have accountability from your marketing firm. Uh, I, I had a dear friend come to me uh, a few months back and he said, and he said, I would like for you to tell me what you would do for us as, as marketers. And we went through the whole talk and you know, the, the bottom line is that if I'm not making a difference in your business that we can measure, then you're going to fire me at some point. And I don't want to get fired. And you want to make sure that your, your money is actually making a difference in your business. So we're going to track all these things. We're going to, you're going to have a, an, an outlay each month that you're going to spend on your business. And we want to know what goal it is that you're trying to reach. And most cases, it's I want X number of new opportunities each mm-hmm. month. So we we do a little simple math, and I've got a I've got a client that that we've done this for 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 years. He knows he's going to spend about four thousand dollars a month, and he knows that one lead's going to cost about sixty five dollars. And 
if his first sale, the first year that he does business with somebody is $1,000, that's a good deal, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's able to effectively and confidently spend that money knowing that he's going to get new business out of it. If you're just paying somebody and they're telling you, we're going to give you brand awareness. As my friend said, you know, he's told uh, previous vendors that, how about I pay you in brand awareness? Right. How's that going to work for you? Right. So there's got to be some level of accountability in, in marketing. You expect that with your accountant. Uh, you expect that with employees. You know, there's a revenue number. It, it is what it is. And it's got to it, show. It's got to show. You got to know what that is. Okay. Now you just probably made some of our listeners um, gulp when you said $4,000 a month. Does every small business would have to invest that much money a month in advertising in, in your mind? Not necessarily. Um, but again, there, you know, pr- price, uh, there's a difference between price and value. If you're just paying something and not getting anything for it, that, that's price. Value is when you're paying something and you're getting way more for it than, than what you paid. So you have to look at what what am I trying to do with my marketing? Am I just out there trying to, to generate brand awareness or do I want new opportunities to do business and increase my revenue? And you have to make the math work. If the math doesn't work, you probably shouldn't do it. Right. You know, and so many people, and, and I know you know this because you're a great business guy, so many people start a business because they have a passion or they have a hobby or they have a skill set. And they're like, I'm just going to go do it. And they could be a photographer or they could be a health coach or they could be, um, they can go to school and be a realtor, like, like whatever it may be. But that doesn't mean they're a business person. And then you also hear a lot of those same exact people saying, well, I'm not a salesperson, but everybody in business is a salesperson. So if you're not going to sell yourself, then you have to hire a marketing firm to to help you sell you, <laughs> um, to help you build your brand. So what are some of the things that Element 47 does for a business? Well, aside from that plan, we actually build websites. And that's really how we started years ago was uh, when the internet first came around, everybody wanted to have a website because they wanted to talk about their business. It was the online business card. And so that still today is the hub of activity for most businesses. You know, we've got social media, we've got email marketing, all these other things. But if, if you don't control that website presence and tell your story in the way that you want it told, you're missing a real opportunity. So you've got to invest in that. And the same guy that I was talking about that's spending $4,000 a month, we've built a, a website for him. And over the years, we've created content. That content gets found on Google. And that, over the years, has become a great asset for him. He's actually decreased his budget with us in the last couple of years, and his uh, new leads have continued to increase because all that content, all that investment that he made, and it's full of keywords and phrases that he wants to rank for. He wants Mm -hmm. to be found when somebody does a search for for the terms that he, you know, people are looking for for somebody like him. Mm-hmm. And so over the years that that the value of that website has increased exponentially. And now he's he's able to spend less on Google Ads and all and all the other things. Well, and it's not just your website too. It's also so, social media presence. I mean, yes. part of what got me here was the keywords that I had on my LinkedIn page. I wasn't looking for a job. I hadn't built a resume. We had just sold our company and I really, really wanted to take the summer off. (laughs) Um, But in April, they posted a position and the keywords on my LinkedIn page brought me up in a Google search and... Um, I left or- I left Orlando and came and interviewed in May and started in July. You know, I mean, like right. that quick. So it's it's really important to know to know what's important to brand you mm-hmm. and your business simultaneously together. There, you mentioned social media, and mm-hmm. and we have uh, clients that say, well, I don't, you know, I don't really care that much about social media. We don't have that much to say. Um, if you're if you're not into it, then don't use it. But what's going to happen is you're going to try to hire somebody, or you're going to have a prospect come to your website, and they're it's going to look like a ghost town in some cases. Or the worst thing is, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a social media account, and the last post was from three years ago. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like you're not paying attention to you're not minding the store. As you know, they it's say. it's so funny that you say that because I just talked to somebody who claimed to be a marketing person and I went to their Facebook page and their last business post was in October of 2019. Yeah. 
And I thought, okay, that's interesting. You know, that's, that's interesting. But also you have the same dynamic when you're dealing with team members and helping them understand that what they post on social media is still a product of your brand. Right. So either they need to um, create a separate account that can't be found, like, and they have a personal account, and then they have their own identity, identity, but their social media accounts are part of their resume. Oh, yeah. I mean, I Google if I Google everybody that I hire, um, and and search them and look at their Facebook pages usually because people think, oh, I can post whatever I want, and that's not necessarily the case, right? Like you can't separate your professional life from your personal life anymore. Right. Everything's transparent these days. Mm-hmm. My daughter knows this. She, you know, degree in public relations. And oh, so wow. hers is crystal clear about who she is and what she does. And there's no shenanigans going on there. That's, so that's good. Yeah, it's very important. It is very important. And if not, it'll it'll bite you on the butt. That's that's one thing for sure, because <laughs> we it'll do, come back to We do you. look when we when we're going to hire somebody. Now, if there's something that, uh, you know, I, I'm probably the worst frankly some of the stuff that that i've posted in the past is a little a, a, a little i'm not gonna say off color i'm probably going down a rabbit hole that we don't need to go down <laughs> here but anyway but i'm but i'm also the owner and people most people that we do business with if you get a, a chance to hang out with me for five minutes you know that there's a lot of joking going on. Right. <laughs> so well, and that's part of my brand. Than being really strong in politics or then being out on Broadway and, and drinking every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Exactly. <laughs> Those are different things that are going to shed a different light on you. And, and it, I think it's just really important just to remember that, that you're building your brand, you're building your resume and nothing goes away. Even if you delete it, Nothing goes away. It this can still true. be found. This is true. Which is important. Now, I know you're you're really big when it comes to creating company culture and having employees that that um, love to work at Element Forty Seven and love to be part of your business. What is important to you, and what are some of the things that you do, especially with unemployment being at, at an all time low? Sumner County has the lowest unemployment in Tennessee state history. Oh wow! Right now, so if you look at that. How do you thrive in the 615 with your employees when there's so much competition everywhere around you? I think it's important to define exactly who you are. And and we have a set of core values that that actually mean something. Um, And those are make it better, master the craft, be bold, and share the load. Uh, I, I see too often companies say things and they, they come up with a, a list of adjectives for core values. Integrity, honesty. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- you know what those things mean, but too often the owners don't put any sort of story around those core values about what does master the craft mean. Well, in order to work at Element 47, you have to master the craft that, that we're paying you to be, uh, to be good at. So if your skills were great in 2015, but here we are five years later in 2020, and you're so-so, we're, I can't deliver that to a client. Right. They don't want something that's five years old. Especially Just, with technology changing as much as it does. Yes. So th- that tells people that, that work at Element 47 or that would like to work at Element 47, you have to keep your skills up. Right. And make it better means that we have to make things better for our clients, and that has to be measured. It can't just be, well, I hope this is working. You know, that that concept is so great because it keeps you from being stagnant in your position. And um, it, it helps elevate everybody mm-hmm. to a next the next level. And, and that's how you continue to thrive. Our um, annual review process mm-hmm. is simply a list of the core values. A few other things. But those that's the primary thing. And we, we judge, I know that's a bad word, uh, we judge each person's performance based on how they've performed versus the core values. Are you making it better? Are you plus? Are you minus? Are you on the fence? You can't have minuses mm-hmm. and stay. That's and it, that, that lets everybody know that their, their, their performance matters. And so if you're not performing against those core values, then eventually you're, you're going to be gone. And that's okay because, you know, I have certain standards at Element 47 that another company may be completely different and mm-hmm. that person may fit in better there. 
And we all want them, no matter who they are, what they do, we all want them to be in the best place possible for them to to help our region and to help them thrive, which is which is really important. You know, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but something someone taught me about three or four years ago is I always start my employee evaluations or performance reviews with having them fill out the review first. And then we talk about their review of themselves. And they are almost always more difficult and challenging on themselves. So they know, they know where they stand and they know what they need to do. Yeah. And then it gives you a great conversation to be able to continue moving forward. Yeah, which, that's which an excellent awesome. way to go about it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it takes a lot of work off my back and, right. and, and, and it, helps them, it helps them see where they need to be. So Eric, tell me if someone wanted to get in touch with you, what would they do to, to connect with you personally? If they wanted to learn more about your company or your, your mission or your core values or anything that you've said here today, yeah. how can they reach you? Element47.co. We've got an awesome website. Okay. And it's .co, <laughs> not .co. .com, because I've typed in .com more than once. So if that's you go important. to the .com, and I've, I've, tried to, I've tried to get that domain name, uh, you'll find a book about collecting silver that looks <laughs> like it was... Uh, created in 1997. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, hopefully it'll roll off eventually and you'll be able to snag that. But yep. um, element47.co, um, touch base with Eric and his fabulous team at Element 47. So thank you, Eric, for being here today. Thanks it for having me. It's great to have you here. Yeah. Um, and I wish you only the best this year. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, again, I'm Kathleen Hawkins, proud president and CEO of the Hendersonville Area Chamber of Commerce. And, you know, we've got some amazing things coming up in the future. We've got our Baby and Beyond Expo happening in the month of March. And that's just a great event that where we come together and we celebrate new moms or recent moms. And we continue to grow with vendors all over the community. So come on out and join Sumner County Vendors and learn how to build a family that's going to live happy and prosperous and um, get you all the tools and supplies that you need to to just flourish as a as a new mom or new dad to be we also have a golf tournament coming up in april and this is our annual golf tournament it sells out every year with 144 players it's a fun time movers and shakers ceos and coos of companies all over sumner county so if you want to thrive in the 615 whether you're a new mom or you're a future um or you're a ceo or you want to just hang out with ceos you need to join us in in march in April. I look forward to connecting with you soon. So now, you know, it's funny because Eric alluded to accountants several times and had no idea who our next guest was. So um, I'm excited to share with you that our next guest is our board treasurer and um, CPA, and he is Sean Roach. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about um, once you make money and you're thriving in the 615, how, how to keep it organized and what's important for you to do with it and continue to grow and prosper your business. Because it's not just about making money. It's about keeping it and um, lowering your expenses so you can you can really prosper. So, Eric, thank you so much for being here today. Good morning. Glad uh, to be here. It's it's good to have you. And I know that you're in the the mist. You probably worked all weekend. You're you're probably doing um, nights until ten o'clock at night, if not later, um, because you're in accounting season. So I appreciate you taking time to be here. You're quite welcome. It is that season, but <laughs> it comes every year. It so does we're, come we're used every year. So tell us a little bit about your company. What okay. is your company? Tell us what you specialize in, how many people you have. Just give me a little bit okay. of feedback on who you well, are. Well, our company's name is Sean Roach and Associates. We've got five additional people besides me. We're all CPAs, almost, except a receptionist. And we specialize in healthcare and construction contractors. We've been in business for, I've been in business for 33 years. Wow. This firm, I was a partner in another firm, which I left uh, about 23 years ago. I had an office downtown in Nashville, and I was very tired of driving, making that drive every day. It was awful. I'm not kidding. It was terrible. Yeah, we, we want to thrive in the 615, not drive in the <laughs> 615. <laughs> That's good. And so I opened an office out here in Hendersonville, which is my hometown, and it just it's gone very good. It's gone very good. Okay, so you said you have five people that work with you. Yes. Um, what are what are their specialties? How did you find them? Were they all people that were driving into Nashville every day? You know, they were. They were. Um, Taylor Hooks is an individual. He's a young man I, I hired about five years ago. He was just a sophomore in college. Wow. And so uh, I had been working with other young students and 
every time they got finished and would get their degree, they would be stolen from me by the bigger firms that can mm-hmm. pay a little bit more money or used to be able to pay a little bit more money. So I thought, I, what can I do? I've got to get somebody that's going to stay with me. So I married uh, <laughs> Yeah, I married him. Like a marriage. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I met Taylor. I hired him, and we developed a good friendship and a good teamwork type of environment. And he went to school and graduated from Western. And um, he was a, he's, a, he's, he's a good guy. You that's know, awesome. and that's the kind of people uh, I try to hook up with, hook up with, and team up with. We, um, our specialty is tax prep, right, and, and tax planning, and that's really where um, you can make a difference as an accountant because we do the bookkeeping, not much bookkeeping, but we do tax planning and financial planning. We work with physicians and construction companies. Individuals that own these types of businesses are usually have good cash flow, mm-hmm. and they have the need to pay as little and the desire, and most of the time the nerve to take tax deductions that might not be, um, might be they're not a well, some tax deductions are easier to take than others, right? right? Because there's no risk as long as you're not breaking the law and you stay within the law and you use the law to your advantage. That's what we like to do. Well, I'm all about tax avoidance, not tax evasion. So I totally yes. can comprehend with that. And yeah. I know you know that I've owned several um, million dollar companies in my life. So right. I understand as an entrepreneur how important having a good tax advisor is to have on your side. But yeah. even having a good person, you can there there can still be hiccups that come along the way that you've gotta you've gotta figure out and you've gotta address yeah. and, and and that's why it's it's really good to have a good trusting relationship. So Right. As we go into 2020 or as people are bringing their taxes or trying to figure out what to do, I know I meet a lot of people that own businesses that think TurboTax is going to be their solution. And I think they're they're leaving money on the table by doing that yeah. sometimes. But they're also, they're also taking a risk or taking a gamble. So what advice would you give somebody that hasn't prepped all their accounting and brought it all together and, and figured out what to do for 2019? Well, for 2019, it's really, it's, it doesn't really make a difference if it's 2019 or 2018 or 2017 or 2020. What you have to do is get your information, go through all your information, and by this I mean your bank statements. If you're a small business owner, it's one thing. If you are an employee and only have a W-2, then TurboTax might not be a bad option for mm-hmm. you, okay? Because they make it simple. Um, it's still good to understand where the numbers are going on the form in TurboTax because if you don't know what the numbers are supposed to be, it's real easy to let to submit something that's not quite right because they're focused on how much money they're going to get back most mm-hmm. of the time. And it's always good to get back more and do it correctly than just get back some, right? Right. Um, for business owners, what they want to do is look at their records, look at last year's tax return. Um, Go to the trouble to look at the details. Look at the details of what you think your expenses are, what you think your income is, and you gather that up, do some preliminary calculations. By that, I mean you don't take uh, a big box full of receipts to your accountant. <laughs> go, go through, if, if you, unless you don't mind paying a whole lot for them to do mm-hmm. the work. You want to go through your receipts, go through your income, Look at your bank statements, look at your bank check register, look at your credit card statements. Um, think about your mileage. Did you use your car at all during your, you know, what your, what your job is, what your profession is. Think about if you made any charitable contributions. Now this year the standard deduction is for married people is 24,000, right? So you might, if some of the charitable contributions may have also had a quasi-business right. reason, like I'm going to support this charity, but I also want everybody to see my name and see mm-hmm. what, I'm, what I'm supporting in the community. If you don't make the charitable obligation or the charitable contribution threshold amount, then you might consider considering that uh, marketing. Or, or business expense, or yeah, business absolutely. business expense, something like that. Um, you know, one of the things you mentioned, like all your receipts being in a shoebox, one of the things I find a lot of new entrepreneurs or new business owners doing 
is they 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 attempt to use a check register or excel mm -hmm. instead of like a quickbooks program or a bookkeeping software program because they're not making enough income to to feel the need for doing that but right. what they end up doing is they end up not understanding what their real net income is every month and mm -hmm. if they're really making money. And I don't know if it's because they want to avoid it. <laughs> like they just want to like pretend <laughs> like it's, yeah, I'm making money, I'm making yeah. money, but they're not really making money um, or what it might be. Um, so how important do you feel as though it is for people to keep up with it on a monthly basis and not wait till just the end of the year? Oh, that's a, that's a, a super question because Self-employed people pay tax at a rate of almost 45% on the first $125,000 they make. And those numbers might be, they, they get indexed each year, so that might be $1,000 off on the $125,000, or, or it's going to be somewhere around that. But if you don't track it, what I, what I advise people to do is, is set aside 35% of every deposit they bring in, in every income deposit they bring in. Now that's probably going to be too high, but that's better than waiting until April 15th to find out that you owe a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. You know, one year, and I, I told you this, and I'm not afraid to tell our viewers this, one year we made a lot more money than we had anticipated, and we ended up owing $28,000. And right. to find that out on April 15th is, is a huge oof ouch <laughs> like right. um and it was we were turning stuff into our accountant consistently he was he was handling stuff and this is in florida this was not sean but he wasn't projecting that much of a growth in right. in that year so he wasn't physically looking at our, our quickbooks every single month right. and it took us it took us a good three years to to pay it off and to to recoup that and that can create a lot of stress or burden on a business which is oh, which is really important heck yeah it can it's um it's so hard to make up back taxes because mm -hmm. you have to pay them with after-tax dollars. Mm -hmm. And if you make significant money, it's almost impossible to do because after the time, after you pay your current year's tax, you're like 70% of what your spendable income is from your paycheck. And then you've got to turn around and pay last year's tax. You're down to living on 25% of what you're bringing home. Um, another good, uh, another Technology has come a long way, Kathleen, in helping people track. I'm terrible. I'm the world's worst at paper receipts. I hate paper receipts. Mm -hmm. I have my wallet. I look like George and Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm not kidding. But there are there there are applications that you can upload to your phone that allow you to take pictures. You take pictures of your receipts, and after they the application memorizes the receipt, it begins to classify all those same that vendor in the type of category that it needs to be categorized for your your accountant and there's also applications that track your mileage and it's um creating a story for the irs mm -hmm. is almost if not more important than what the deduction is if the irs knows that you've taken the time to contemporaneously keep up with your receipts they look at the substance of the receipts a little less, a little less harshly. Right. And so you want to keep up with, you want to build a story of what your business is, keep the records as you go. And it's a game of, you know, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. We don't <laughs> want to be greedy and, and take more, way more than the deduction than we mm -hmm. want, but you do want to walk up to the line, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to get all you can get without having pain and suffering follow it. Mm -hmm. So these types of applications are—they're not expensive. They're—they're they're easy to obtain, easy to use, and they more than well pay for themselves. That is—that is an awesome tip. Yeah, so, Sean, true. if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how? Well, first of all, are you accepting new clients? Oh, of course. Yeah, we okay. always accept new clients. And even if they're a business that's not in healthcare or construction. Yes. We, okay. Yeah, we accept all kinds, and if if um, if the potential client is not a good fit, I'll direct them somewhere where it is a good fit. 
Okay. That okay. is wonderful. I think that's really important. And, and I really advise you, it's not just about how much money that you make. It's about how you, um, how, how you expense it, how you track it, how you monitor it, how you forecast it. You know, we talk about creating a marketing plan and a business strategy, but part of that business strategy or that business plan truly is understanding what, what your, what your budget is, what your net income is. So you know that every time you make a financial decision, you're making one that's wise for you, your business, and most of all your family. So Sean, how can somebody get in touch with you if they wanted to connect with you today? Um, they can always call the office 615 or they can call myself 615-406-3465. However, if they use that number, it's better to text me because I probably won't answer. Especially during tax season, so keep that in mind. So reach out to Sean if you need some financial advice and if you need some help with your accounting this tax season. And thank you so much for being a great board member and a wonderful member of our chamber and a pillar of our community. I greatly appreciate you being here today. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, you have a wonderful day. Um, again, this is Kathleen Hawkins, and I'm so excited about Thrive in the 615. You know, our job as a chamber is to help local businesses grow and prosper. So we wanted to bring this segment together for you to just introduce you to some great people in our community, to provide you educational tips and ideas and suggestions to help you make the best choices for your life, for your business, and for our community. You know, as a community, it's not just about working to individually it's about working together it's about helping our region thrive in the 615 and helping us all grow and prosper together so um, let's make it happen and you know coming to coming to that point one of the ways that we can make that happen is by um, just surrounding ourselves with people that are talented and energetic and um, connecting with the community all over Sumner County and there's no better pillar of our community that does that than the very own Greg Wilson with Actors Point Theater I can tell you that my my son um, personally attended one of his workshops and he said to him, he said, you know what, Brandon, just come for one day. That's all you have to do. Come for one day. And my son was like, I'm not acting. I'm not acting. I'm not doing it. And he said, just come for one day. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to come back. Well, he went for one day. He decided he was going day two. And then at day two, he was like, I don't know if I want to go. That's because he wanted to sleep in late, not because he wasn't having fun. And I said, well, you went for one day and you said you liked it. So I paid for it. So now you have to go. And now he swears he will never miss another Actors Point Theater um, camp again. And it's part of his life. It's changed his life. And it's amazing. So um, now I'd like to introduce you to the awesome, the fabulous Mr. Greg Wilson. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. you did that just the way I wrote it for you. So oh, no, you so he much. didn't write that. He didn't write that. All of you know I ad-lib everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I would never read anything. I won't even use a teleprompter, and you can respect that. Like, he used to, he had a teleprompter for me, and I'm like, I'm not going to read that. Like, that requires too much thought to read Greg's and talk. used to the teleprompter. <laughs> Greg, tell us, tell us about you and Actress Point Theater. Boy, Wow. You, I'm old because so you have to have a long time for that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> um, boy, I came from up north to, to the Nashville area back in 1992. And we fell, we, well, we'd driven through so many times, you know, on, on the ways to places. And it is near to here or to there. And, and we said, this would be a great place to raise kids and a family. And so while our kids were young, we, we moved here in 92 and just, yeah, it's just been the place to be. Well, and, and so we why it. did you, why did you start Actors Point Theater? Cause it is a nonprofit. It's a nonprofit. So you're, you're serving with your heart yes. and your soul. Yes, we are. And the, we start, I started it, uh, you know, kind of, uh, in that I started looking back in, uh, uh, you know, when during their session, 2007, 2008, all that, uh, for whatever reason, you know, doing some web searches, you know, all of a sudden I'm I'm looking at the cities. I got this wild hair to start looking up all the cities that were not not having really the kind of trouble many other cities were having mm-hmm. uh, economically. Well, what's you know, and what were the factors? Mm-hmm. You know, which is so unlike me <laughs> to do that, but I did it, and. Interestingly enough, the top 25 cities in America that didn't seem to be struggling all had super vibrant arts and 
all of them had professional theater companies. That's interesting. You know, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I it when I was a thespian, yeah, um, many many moons ago, um, I used to want to start a theater for kids because as a teenager, I had a little bit of drama in my life. My family was not. Every family's dysfunctional, but my family was not as functional as most families. And I found a lot of joy being on stage, being able to assume another role and like forget about forget about everything else. Do you yep. know what I mean? And yep. I always thought it would be good to start a theater for for kids at risk to be able to give them an outlet. No doubt. And and communicate and feel the drama or cry and and laugh, but not feel as though they were doing it themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it's it is it's it, it's that outlet. And and so consequently, you know, uh, back to, to to why, I also you know selfishly start realized that there was nobody in Sumner County that were paying actors, and so I came up with this <laughs> idea. Hey, what if I started paying professionals, the same people that uh, you and I might drive downtown and see and pay thirty dollars to park? <laughs> we don't. Pay and charge people for parking. Anyway, uh, that and knowing in the back of my mind that if we were going to do this in Sumner County, I mean, let's just face it. Sumner County is a 37-year-old with two kids in a van. So we're going to have to have education. Mm -hmm. Have to. And, and boy, then my background as a children's pastor kicks in and I go, of course we're going to educate. And we're going to do it in a, in a, in a super positive way and in a way that honors family and what our roots are. And so, uh, that's kind of the, where the educational programming came in as well. I love it. I yeah. love it. So, and you know, let's, let's, let's do the arts. Let's have a great time. And, uh, let's also again, honor our heritage and honor, you know, what our community is. I think that's I think that's fantastic and it's admirable and you know I can tell you well you know this I the first time I saw my son on stage and he sang I had no idea he could sing like I literally so if you have a child out there and they've never gone to this class you may discover something you've never had a clue about yeah. because he sang and he had a decent voice like yeah. it was like oh my goodness like that's crazy we got a lot of great so, mom stories yeah that's, that's <laughs> I, awesome i stand in the back of the room many times and cry with mothers that's... watching their child do something they they never thought they could do yeah and no so... no clue now i love the love 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 the fact that you have partnered with volunteer um community college mm -hmm. um dr faulkner is so awesome and his whole staff is incredible My word. their black box theater is amazing if you've never toured their arts program you need to go down to the 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 arts building and and just see that location because it's just incredible i mean the music industry and like every every component of that oh, yeah. whole school so you got a 30 million dollar uh humanities building and housing this uh, black box uh, as well as like you say a recording studio all, all these kinds of things the programming uh, is not what you expect in a community college you know you think wow and so the yeah the partner uh, kind of the idea for me came from the fact that uh, and not a lot of people know this but in their uh, recording engineering department mm -hmm. the guy who's leading that program has won five Grammys. And that's, that's impeccable. <laughs> and so to me, I was like, what? Okay, so why not expose students to that professional level early in their careers as early as possible? So why not, you know, say, hey, let's bring professional actors in, do stuff there, expose those students to a professional level, to the, to, the, to the professionals that we see, like I say, down in Nashville all the time and bring those folks up here and see if we can raise the bar like the recording studio did and just kind of all the boats rise. So when they, you have a, you have a show coming up, right? We have a show that just opened, as a matter of fact. Okay, uh, this, so this tell us about weekend. that. So we're doing Godspell. Yay. Uh, yay, right? So, uh, and, and uh, of course. Or hallelujah, uh, I feel I yes, should say I'm instead sorry. of yay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> prepare either way. Uh, but uh, just throw back. I mean, I, I, I was, uh, in fact, I wrote in the program notes. I remember hearing this music for the first time and, and then 
fast forward 40 something years later and in the first rehearsal I didn't have to look at the book when we were singing through the songs the first time I knew every word and it's because it's just that compelling uh, and of course it's just a great subject you know the the gospel of Matthew and done in a way that you're not going to ever see a, a, another way this is done so it's really get great that way and then to put it on the the, the big stage in Cottle Hall at Vol State is just uh, just a, a, a wonderful and so uh, and we've got some former students that are now working in the professional world that are in our cast and we've got some uh, students that are working behind the scenes as well so we're, we're kind of hitting it on all cylinders so I'm glad you mentioned that because you, I, I, I referenced my son, mm -hmm. but these kids are coming back and they're not only, they're not only staying, but they're coming back and then they're helping yep. and they're doing sound and they're doing yep. lights and they're helping with the stage production. Yep. So you are really creating a, a community of young professionals that right. are just evolving as human beings. And, and that's, that's fantastic. Well, the, Philosophy. I mean, if we're talking, and let's think about it. Even we can kind of make a shift even into the business world. You know, what 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 what's the glue that holds an organization together? Uh, it's the same glue uh, uh, that holds sports teams together. That's even kind of there's a, there's an element in the military that you know the band of brothers. There's all that happening, and and what I tell uh, the kids in camp is that we're gonna make you do hard things because our best friends come from the from the people, the tribe we hang out, is when we did hard stuff together. We have an appreciation for how, how hard it was to put on a show or not even the same comparison, be in the military <laughs> or win the Super Bowl. There's a there's a you find your tribe mm -hmm. and you find the people that you get devoted to by doing hard things so from the business standpoint rather than say well we're, we're going to try to make things easy on everybody i'm not sure that's the answer i think we rally people to go you know what we're gonna let's do something that nobody's done before let's do something that's it's not going to be easy but boy oh boy when we're finished wow it's gonna be awesome gonna be awesome and that's and all they feel let's do it so if somebody wanted to um, see Godspell or get to know you a little bit better, how would they get in touch with you? Actorspointtheater.com. Actorspointtheater.com or, or actorspointtc, as in theater company, actorspointtc at gmail.com. Uh, and we will send you all the info that you could possibly want. We're gonna, we're, our summer camps are we're going to start uh, uh, taking registrations for that. We're going to do the musical Newsies. That's awesome. Uh, the kids, all the kids love it. And uh, we're going to actually bring some professionals in to work with the kids. Uh, we're also looking for some interns for our summer Shakespeare on the Lake. At so there's going to be some opportunities, educational opportunities to learn that process. June 26th and 27th, 27th we're going to be in Sanders Ferry Park and do Much Ado About Nothing. Yay. Bringing in professionals from around uh, the region and then mix them with the uh, the students and 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 local uh pros and semi-pros to to do that show and uh we've got lion king jr as a kind of an educational thing coming up in in the next month or so so we've got a lot of cool things that are on the slate to allow everybody as many opportunities as possible so i mentioned that you were a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. so businesses that are listening right now how can they better assist you in making the difference in the lives of these young adults? Well, you know, like every nonprofit, we really rely on uh, people's generosity. And, uh, and, and yet, because I have a background in, uh, uh, in TV and cable sales, advertising, and a background in radio, I didn't know that. WHAN, you're right at home. FM. <laughs> so I did a lot of voiceovers in my life uh, as characters. That's another interesting thing. But uh, we, we, I have learned how to tap into uh, the ability to not only allow people to, to sponsor us, but also give them a really great return for their sponsorship. 
So because we have the skills, you know, and, and it's, it's the skills that we needed to just run a theater company and my background in, in radio and TV. So we're able to do some uh, promotional advertising and advertising. For an example, we put together a, a, a video uh, and put it on, on social media and in two days got almost 10,000 views. Wow. And the sponsor is, uh, you know, that gives the money is in the ad. So, and we know with, with like Facebook alg algorithms, we know that people saw it. It's not mm -hmm. like you're hoping people saw it. We know people saw it. So uh, that's worth something. Absolutely. That it is totally absolutely, is worth something. It's an impression. Mm-hmm. It's an impression, and that's what you're buying when you're buying ads. So, when you sponsor us, you're gonna, do, you're definitely gonna get some bang for the buck because we know how to make that happen. Well, we love you, um, and you have made an impression with our chamber. Mm -hmm. We're so glad that you're part of our organization. Um, tell us um, as we wrap it up. Tell us, or tell everybody that's listening here today, um, why it's important and why they should be a member of the Hendersonville Area Chamber of Commerce. I did not tell him I was going to ask this question, by well, the way. Well, <clears throat> even if you get even if you get the discount card for places like uh, <laughs> Office Depot, you're, you're going to pay for your chamber membership. But more importantly, back to that back to that uh, uh, that thought of the camaraderie that we all look around the room. We're at a leads meeting or or at a a networking event or any stuff, and everybody is doing hard stuff but owning a business running a business that's hard and so we have just this level of appreciation and 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 it's and it comes from a real place of hey you know what these people are doing the same struggling <laughs> pushing hard doing the same thing i'm doing you know what i if i just am anywhere close to being smart <laughs> i'm going to get to know those people i'm going to get to figure out how to promote them and you know when you give uh, receiving just follows. Amen. So you don't have to make it happen. It that just is happens. so true. Well, thank you, Greg, for being here today and for sharing you. from your heart. I greatly appreciate that. Thanks and so he much. is absolutely right. What you put into the lives of others always comes back to you. That is a fact. And if you put out good in the community and um, you continue to care and to serve and to lead with a servant heart, you will thrive in the 615 because it will come back to you full circle. Thank you so much for joining us today. Again, I'm Kathleen Hawkins, proud president and CEO of the Hendersonville Area Chamber of Commerce. And this has been Thrive in the 615. I look forward to seeing you next month. You've been listening to Thrive in the 615 with Kathleen Hawkins.